we do bands, we do DJs, we do national acts, we do speed painters, character artists. We do the craziest things. If you think it, we've got it. And if we don't have it, we'll find it. We will not disappoint. That is our promise and commitment to everyone. And have a freezing day. Hi, this is Cindy Jorgich, owner and CEO of Breezen Entertainment and Productions. Thanks for joining us today on Breezen Chats. On today's episode, we will be driving into the world of wedding industry, discussing trends, how to find your perfect vendors, where to start when you're planning your wedding. We will also be chatting about how to take the stress out of planning and give you some inside pointers on how to enjoy your special day. Today, we are super excited to bring you another Breezen Magazine's 40 Under 40 honoree. Today's guest has appeared as a wedding expert on national talk show Daytime TV, ABC Action News, News Channel 8, and Fox 13, and has provided wedding planning advice in the U.S. News and World Report, Washington Post, and LA Times. She also was a finalist for the Tampa Bay Business Journal's Businesswoman of the Year. As the owner and editor of the wedding publication, Marry Me, Tampa Bay, and founding member of Isle Society, collective of the top wedding publications from around the world, and runs the online, online marketing consulting firm, Married to Marketing. With over 14 years of marketing experience, including leading a marketing team for a Fortune 500, company. She provides CEO, blogging, social media, and online marketing consulting for wedding businesses. We are happy and honored to introduce you to my friend, Anna Coates, with us today on Breeze and Chat. Welcome, Anna. Thank you guys for having me. Super excited, Anna. Um, And I have been passing passing, um, paths for, gosh, several years now. and we just can't wait. I know Michael doesn't know a lot about your story. Jesse and I have been following you for quite a while. So. Well, I have been learning for the few months that I have been back. Everyone, everyone knows Anna, talks about her. If there's anything to do with weddings, she's the person to talk to. So I feel like I know you, but just on the cuff of things. I can't yeah. wait to explore who you are and learn who you are today. And we're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, Jesse, take it away. Well, I mean, I I also have known you for so many years, and I can't. Even, what year of business are you now? This is seven. It's year so, seven. Yeah. So seven years I've known you um, as part of the wedding industry, but I honestly don't know if I know your whole story, like where what you used to do before this, what was life before Mary Me Tampa Bay like for you, and then what kind of made you kind of go into this industry of crazy people and vendors. Yeah. So if you would have asked me growing up what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, And that was just because my father wanted me to be a lawyer. Um, In high school, I was active with journalism. I was on my school newspaper. So one summer, I went to a journalism camp um, and decided, okay, I'm going to study this in school. It's always good to know how to write. So I went to um, Western Kentucky University. I'm from Kentucky, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. Um, I used to have a much stronger southern accent. I used to say (laughs) y'all and fix them too. I Um, still say (laughs) y'all. My college is about an hour north of Nashville in Kentucky. Kentucky. So um, so I went to school for a news journalism degree. Um, About my junior year, I decided I didn't want to go to law school anymore. I was really kind of more interested in marketing, which is my minor. 
post school, I did some journalism internships. Um, I wanted to be a sports writer. That was kind of my thing. Oh, that's so cool. And then I got to be a sports writer and realized I don't really like sports that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little problem there. Yeah. So I, I remember I was covering a golf tournament, and my editor asked me, well, how far is that last putt? I just kind of like held up my hands for a measurement, and he's like, Anna, this is just not for you. <laughs> um, so I went over and kind of worked the city desk and got to do a lot of different stories of, you know, features and different things um, happening. But I, I always said that I'm too fluffy for news journalism. I really liked more of the marketing aspect, more of the strategy behind that. Um, so my next career after that is um, I worked for an SAT prep company. No, actually, back that up. I was a financial advisor for like a year. You know, when you go to school, you have no idea what you want to do. Not at all. Yeah. Um, so I was financial advisor because I liked money. Um, I didn't really <laughs> like being a financial advisor. Um, I did that for a year. And then I started working for an SAT prep company, teaching SAT prep on the side. Um, they needed someone to help with their operations. So I'm like, hey, I'm happy to help. Um, so I started working with them and I was there for probably about a good eight or nine years. And I was the director of operations um, for the Tampa, Atlanta, DC, New York, and New Jersey markets. Ooh, um, wow. so I All up the coast. traveled a lot <laughs> um, and learned a whole lot about the SAT during that time yeah. and took lots of SAT prep tests just for fun. I still can't get a perfect score. It's really interesting. I did their operations and marketing and um, kind of grew out of that position and wanted to pursue marketing even more. So I went and did marketing for a travel insurance company. Not travel, but travel insurance. So imagine writing about press releases about travel insurance all day. Um, <laughs> not the most exciting yeah. job. Not ever. like the destination, yes. but the insurance. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but after that, soon after that, I landed basically what I feel like is a dream job for a lot of people in marketing, and I did marketing um, for Whole Foods Market for three years. So oh, I got to I forgot that. Yeah, so I got to open up um, the Carrollwood store Carolwood. here in the Tampa Bay area, and I got to do all their community relations marketing, um, social media, graphic design, all that good stuff. I got to manage a team there. Um, and then during all that stuff happening, I at the time was planning my own wedding, and I spent a lot of time online. This is before Pinterest. Um, so I had to right click and save photos into a file. Um, but the problem with that. Ancient. Yes. Right. yes. We have times People to don't even know what it was like to plan a wedding that long ago. <laughs> um, and that was how long ago? That was, gosh, eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. Eight, nine years ago. Um, but I realized that while there's tons of great inspiration, I didn't know anything about the local wedding market. I didn't know the difference between this DJ and that DJ and this florist and that florist. So but I thought... How did you end up in Tampa? Like, if we go back, like, what brought you here? So, fast yes, we'll get back yes, to yes, What brought yeah, me right. to Tampa was, um, I lived in Kentucky and didn't live in Kentucky anymore. So why not move to Florida? Take a place any place. Yeah, pretty much. Never had even been to Tampa. I'm like, I'm coming to Tampa. So you're so, just a random... Yeah. Just so I didn't know if something had brought you here no, or... Just just wanted to live in Florida. Change. Yeah. Okay. And, and, a great place. and yeah. now I say I can never live any further north than Florida because this is as far north as I go. Yeah. Florida, so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But uh, but no. When it came to to Miami, Tampa Bay, um, there just what weren't any great local resources for doing actual research. 
you can find a list of wedding vendors wanting to truly get to know them kind of distinguish who's who's the cream of the crop that didn't really exist. So I combined my marketing background with my journalism background. That's kind of how I started my business, which was just for fun, for a hobby. Um, I did that for about a year, and then people started asking if they could advertise. I'm like, sure, give me $10. Um, <laughs> right. I didn't know. Wow. not a very good business yeah. model. We should have got a <laughs> um, but, um, but about three years in, um, one of my neighbors, who was also a business coach, whose wedding I actually just got to feature, a couple days ago, believe it or not. She said, you know what, we should meet about this. You should really make this into a business. And I said, there's no way this could be a business. Um, and then six months later, I quit at Whole Foods and did this whole wow, time. Wow, so, good for you. That was a fast yeah. forward. Yeah. Started from planning your own wedding to yeah. opening the door yeah. to something so much bigger. Yeah, it's really, really a cool thing. To You're do. like one of those brides that had the wedding blues when your wedding was over. Yes. You're like, I have to keep doing this. I have to keep planning something. I have to do something that in the wedding. That was totally me. And yeah, I, get, I hear that. It's a real thing, yeah. the, wedding, the yeah. post-wedding blues. Maybe Arthur should join her team. Right. <laughs> I have like a father, the bride, the wedding just happened and he came in on Yesterday, Monday and he's like, what do I do now? Oh my God, that's so, so cute. It's funny. It's so yeah. cute. Oh, hilarious. But, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a thing. It's yeah, a thing. It told, most people have babies. I didn't go that route. I'm like, let me just right. stick with this wedding thing for a little bit longer. But it's really great because just, I've watched you grow. I, you know, we jumped in in the beginning mm -hmm. with you and, yeah. you know, it was just timing. The market was kind of going back to seesawing and we didn't know what to do and so we had to think about our our marketing dollars and as we've watched you grow and you know Jesse and I uh, especially since we rolled out the breeze and wedding division mm -hmm. really sat down and I always felt like you know we're missing the boat because you have such a presence and uh, I loved your product and just watching you how you handle yourself out in the community and uh, featuring the different vendors and being very fair and really mm -hmm. looking out for your clients that are coming to you to research the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, right, the publication or the yeah. advertising piece of it and how you get your vendors. So what we do essentially, um, it's an online wedding publication, kind of like a blog. Um, and it's so funny because talking to people not in the industry, they always ask, okay, what do you do? So I tell them, you know, I run a wedding publication. Um, and they always think I'm a wedding planner. So I'm like, no, I'm not a planner. I don't plan weddings. They're like, oh, well, you, you go to the weddings, right? I'm like, I didn't go to the weddings. They're like, what do you do? <laughs> so people don't always quite understand that not in the industry. But uh, Miramie Tampa Bay, we publish um, real weddings that have happened here in the Tampa Bay, Lakeland, and Sarasota areas. Um, we also feature advice articles from local wedding pros because I feel like when it comes to planning a wedding, there's tons of advice out there, but there's not very good advice, and most of it is very high level and very fluffy. Mm -hmm. To where you read that and you're like, well, this is all common sense stuff, but I need to know actual local things with pricing so I can make informed decisions. I feel like for couples, um, they make poor decisions because they just don't know any better. They don't know how much something costs. They go online to a Facebook group and someone says that a DJ is $300, so they just assume we can get a DJ for $300. <laughs> and they have no idea um, that you never want to get a DJ, usually from a Facebook group. Um, but that's a whole other story. Or Craigslist. Or Craigslist. But how, um, you know, how much research and how wedding pros really make or break your wedding. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't matter how much you spend, if you don't hire the right one, um, that's the right fit for what you want, then it can really, um, you know, really affect your whole day, which you guys definitely know for sure so yeah definitely and um how do you how do you market to the vendors to you know obviously us it was a it was an easy decision because we see you out and and you know but what did 
for someone that doesn't know what what benefits is it for a vendor to yeah to work with every day? So you know we started off mainly as kind of an advertising model where you basically you have your ad, you have your your vendor listing, um, that and that was it. But with me, I'm always trying to, to be innovative and see how is marketing changing and staying on top of that curve. So a couple of years ago, I realized that just the pure advertising model just wasn't working anymore, especially with the way social media has affected marketing. So we tried to add in more of what we call a membership component. Um, so with us, yes, you do have what's, you know, quote, a vendor listing where brides can come online and look for a photographer or a planner or a DJ. Um, but we also offer what's called a membership to um, our members. And basically, we try to really get to know their business to see how we can help complement their existing marketing. Um, you know, that's the thing a lot of people in the wedding industry, it does tend to be small business oriented. Um, you know, if you take out your venues, most of the businesses, your planners, your photographers, your florists, your cake people, they're all going to be small businesses. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to wear a hundred different hats. Mm -hmm. And with marketing, it's something it's like accounting. Um, you know, you really kind of have to know it and understand it well to be able to do it well. I mean, yes, you can fumble your way through it, but to make it effective, I mean, Boy, you really you have to that. understand yeah. that. That's Boy, what you're talking about. about. This, this small business has, has, uh, has faced that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because of that, you know, I really want to take the chance to, to know who our vendors are and to understand their business and to give them ideas because that's what I know is marketing. You would not want me to plan your wedding. You wouldn't want me to do anything involved with that part of it. And in terms of, of marketing and what, what you can do to help market your business better, that's what we're really excited sell at. So when it comes to um, what we do for wedding pros, yes, we do quote advertise them, but we also look at ourselves more as an influencer um, to couples out there, um, you know, showing them who are the best people to use, who are the experts, um, and really kind of putting behind, um, you know, our name and our reputation behind the people that we represent. And we're really selective of who we work with too, which I think our members appreciate. You can't just give us money and become a member. Um, we go through a vetting process. Um, so we go through reference checks of people in the industry to say, hey, what do you know about Breezen? Would you recommend them? Would you, would you, you know, share them with your clients? And, um, you know, obviously we have a great opinion of you guys, but we always like to get that third party. And um, so because of that, the members that we do represent in our wedding community, um, you know, really are kind of the best of the best because um, their peers highly recommend them too. Mm -hmm. No, how do you, not on the consumer side when you're looking at the brides and grooms, how do you market to them to want to follow your your you on Instagram or follow you know the blog online and and, yeah. and check it out? So last year we had about three quarters of a million page views. Um, come to the site about 130,000 visitors and for us you know we're a small local website we just cover maybe 60 square miles of weddings so we get a ton of readership um, about 40-ish percent of our readers come from a Google search mm -hmm. um, so we've published over a thousand articles on weddings um, so that's a ton of of SEO, mm -hmm. a lot of content. Um, lot of content. There, yeah. So um, because of that, we rank really, really high for anything Tampa Bay wedding related keyword. Mm -hmm. um, I used to live in downtown Tampa and I had a downtown Tampa address and people would show up at my doorstep at thinking we were a venue for a venue tour. Oh, <laughs> um, oh so my just didn't gosh. know any better. <laughs> That's um, funny. And I'm like, no, so I'm like, send them away. <laughs> um, but um, so a lot of them come through SEO and then about another 40% come through social media. Um, we are really lucky to where Facebook still drives a ton of traffic over to our website mm -hmm. and a lot of that is, is because whenever we feature a wedding 
um, all the vendors involved showcase it and share it. And of course, the bride's family and the groom's family, they share it as well. So because of that, we get a lot of traffic back to our site. Um, and even with as popular as Instagram is, we still get a ton of traffic from Facebook. Although Pinterest by far is our number one traffic driver in, in terms really of social. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. um, on Pinterest. The thing with the Pinterest traffic though is it's great for inspiration, but our site's dedicated not just to inspiration, but for people who are getting married here locally to find vendors here in the area. Mm -hmm. So while we appreciate the Pinterest traffic, um, it's going to be the other traffic that's going to be most beneficial um, to the people who advertise with us. Right. Um, but we have a really strong, even though Instagram's not a traffic driver, um, we're super active on our Instagram stories. Um, we have a whole Instagram team that handles, we have someone that handles just Instagram stories, someone that handles... I was going to um, ask you, like, there's no way yeah. Anna could be always posting all this stuff. She's You're, so busy. No. And I yeah. follow the stories a yeah. lot, and I follow all the... The different you know global vendors but by far i mean and then you've got you we actually we saw something from the the lab the, the taste we're like we gotta ask Anna how had, she does that like three pictures. different pictures and so cool and you have you know how to do all the different kind of graphics and things mm -hmm. like that where i'm i don't we're know enough we're we're learning, word, emoji you guys are extremely <laughs> active in instagram and i i love to follow you guys yeah, on there yeah. and when you're asking questions and you can add you can see the percentage of how people answer yeah i love when you guys do that so that's the big thing that people haven't quite caught on yet with Instagram. You know, Instagram for a while was something where you just post pretty pictures and you like it. Um, and now that's what everyone does. So the whole purpose of social media is to be social and to create engagement. It's not just to create a like. Um, and now it's really hard to get people to interact with you on social media because now we're just becoming so numb to pretty pictures or numb to pictures in general because we see so much of it. Mm -hmm. So we've spent a lot of our efforts this year focusing specifically on Instagram stories because I feel like Instagram stories is probably the most underutilized social media avenue out there. Mm -hmm. And it's a really great way to interact with, um, with your clients, with your customers, with your readers, whatever it may be. So we've spent a lot of time um, developing Developing that strategy and I actually have had a chance to speak about what we've done nationally at some different conferences mm -hmm. and I'm gonna to try to do more training on that because we honestly get more leads from Instagram stories than we do through any other avenue um, and just engaging with our couples and talking to them on there um, I've noticed engagement on stories mm -hmm. personally yeah just the stuff that I'm doing yeah. I get more engagement on stories than I do on pictures I post mm -hmm. I'll post a story That's and then I have a direct message or a bunch of direct messages like, who did the flowers on that wedding that you just posted? Or where, what venue is that? And when I'll post pictures, I don't get a whole lot of engagement. Yeah, that's the Instagram newsfeed is just not what it used to be anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really all about the stories because people genuinely do want to get to know your story, your brand, what it is that you do, what, what sets you apart, and what makes you different. Um, so Instagram stories is a great way to do that. And it's actually even led to the fact that now I get to go to my readers' weddings. They will invite me. We have a whole process now if you want me to come to your wedding. And blog um, it. And, and blog about it, it and wow. put it posted on social Gosh, media. So inviting you to some of my clients' weddings. Yeah, so I, I've, I've gotten to go to um, to some weddings where I've never had met the couple until I meet them the night at the reception. It's a lot of fun for both of us. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So well, if you ever need a wedding crasher date, let me know. I always <laughs> need a wedding crasher date. And that's actually how it started. I was walking down the street. Um, I was going to the gym joint. And there was a bride outside of the vault in downtown Tampa. And um, I saw her in her dress. I just wanted to go say hello. I didn't 
she wouldn't know who I was. So I just walked up to her. I said, congratulations. She's like, oh, my God, you're marrying me to Tampa Bay. She's like, come on in there at wedding. So I was with one of my girlfriends. She's having a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't having a cigarette. I'm just kidding. But um, I was with one of my friends who's a wedding florist. So we're like, okay, we'll come to your wedding. And it kind of just started from there. And then I've gone to a, to a couple weddings You're like, this actually is not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, we really brought them to the wedding this weekend. I was so proud of the work that you did this past weekend. Yeah, it was, it was a country big, club. long planning process. I saw it on Instagram it story. <laughs> turned out you got it. Yeah. That's the one I just I just submitted, which is cool because it, you know, as a as a client of Mary Tampa Bay, we get to give you know, be as active in it as possible as you want. You can yeah, utilize as yeah. much as you want. You want to post pictures, you want to talk about a wedding you just did, you want to give advice for you know, a, a, when you guys ask for advice from from real vendors. So you, you really have the opportunity to get as involved as you want as a, as a client, you know, yeah. which is awesome. Like, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had fun with it. I love writing. The... Well, you're a writer. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's all about education. I mean, you guys spend so much time every day answering questions the couples have. Um, and it's all about the education and then finding a way to, to help them make the right decision for them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not your business, but you want to make sure that whoever they hire, they hire a professional planner or professional yeah. entertainment because if they don't, that's when things go sideways. Right. Yeah, we really do try to educate because there's so many little things that they don't know because they, they've never hopefully had only planning one wedding. Yeah. Right. And, um, <laughs> that. And, and, and I think it's gotten really... Um, really important a lot of people a lot of the venues are insisting back when I was a director of catering in the hotel industry the planners were known to be a nuisance mm -hmm. you know they were trying to uh, create their worth and that made havoc for the director of caterings and to, for the venues and now I feel like the hotels and venues know that they need to move on and do their next sale they're mm -hmm. all in sales they need to right. sell the property and don't have time to sit there and um, Detail and De do all that. And set up decor, decor, and just hand hold the bride's hands and the grooms, just or family members, you know. And so that's become a really big uh, piece of the business. When we got in it, we realized, and we're very fortunate now. Well, we we ask every couple that we feature, you know, what's the biggest, the you know, what's your advice you have for other couples? And hands down, if they've hired a wedding planner, their professional one, they always say it's the best money you can ever spend. Yeah, she says it's an insurance policy. It is, like and it. if you ask any wedding vendor too, what advice do you have? No matter if they're a DJ or a cake person or a florist, they always say hire a wedding planner because yeah. it does. You're right. People think that wedding planners are there to to set out. You know, centerpieces. No, you're there to make sure that things don't go wrong. Right. To, to that kind the of, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars that they spent in the year that they spent planning it is executed the way they envisioned. Yeah. And that's and, and and takes the stress off family and their friends and and all that. Even when they don't hire me, I just said, do yourself a favor. I don't care if you hire me or not, but do yourself a favor. Hire and get someone. yourself get yourself yeah. someone. Whether yeah. you're I'm a good fit or I'm if you think I'm too expensive or you don't like because I haven't been at your venue, whatever it might be. Find somebody. Do yourself a mm -hmm. favor and find somebody. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But I, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Cause I don't know anything about very. I know very little about the IELTS Society. Yeah. And I I want to know more about that and and how that got started and where 
where that's going and, and just kind of explain what that so is. So Island Society is actually um, really cool. You know, if you're a wedding planner, you run into tons of other wedding planners. If you're a photographer, you run into tons of other wedding photographers. But as a wedding blogger owning a wedding publication, you don't really run into that many people who do what you do within a local space. Um, so Isle Society, believe it or not, was the child of a Facebook group. We had a Facebook group that was just wedding bloggers from around the world where we could just post our questions, kind of you know chat with each other, that type of thing. And then one day um, someone said, hey, we should really kind of come together more officially as a collective of wedding publications and be able to harness that power that we have um, to be able to do um, you know, campaigns with bigger companies and, and that type of thing. So the Owl Society started, I think it's about three years ago, about 2015-ish or so. And it's a collective of about 30 wedding publications around the world, um, literally from around the world. We have them in Australia and Africa. Um, in Europe and basically what we do is um, we have a, kind of one site that's like Pinterest but so much better called Isle Society and you can go there and you can search for weddings um, that are weddings just in Florida or if you want to get wedding inspiration of uh, just modern wedding inspiration mm -hmm. it's going to be a place where we have put all of our favorite publications all of the favorite weddings that we featured into one site and what I like it better than Pinterest is you do have that browsing capability of saying I just want to see weddings that happen in Florida or I want to see weddings that feature balloons, whatever it may be. And what's nice is it's all newer content. You know, sometimes you go on Pinterest and it's content that's been pinned like eight years ago. Right. And you're like, this is not relevant anymore. Right. So Isle Society is really, I go there a lot of times for inspiration to see like, what are people doing over, you know, on that side of the world? What are they mm -hmm. doing? Um, so it's basically kind of like if Pinterest and Instagram had a child, it would be Isle Society. And because of that, I got to do a lot of really cool things as a smaller local publication I wouldn't get access to. Um, so I've got to go on a lot of um, press trips um, to the Caribbean. Um, we've done a lot of stuff with Sandals Resorts. Um, got to go out to Las Vegas and be a guest at the Venetian Hotel for a few days and basically stay there for free, experience all of their restaurants, learn about how their weddings work, that type of thing. Because again, all of us coming together um, you know, as, as one powerhouse has been great. We get to do a lot of campaigns with bigger companies too. We've done some stuff with David's Bridal, um, with Mabato, the watch company, um, with some different businesses. That's really cool. That's so That's cool. Awesome. Kind yeah. of taking different ideas all across the yeah. country, international, and bringing them back to here right. to, uh, to Florida. Yeah. Do they have a board or are you on the... Um, so, yeah, so they do have a board. I'm not on the board, um, but I am I'm a part owner and a founder of the company. That's so. awesome. So, yeah. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm um, not quite sure what it's all about, but you started the influencer division of your company? Yes. Do you share? Um, so I started getting invited to local influencer events. You know, obviously with Mary Me Tampa Bay, we're a wedding publication, um, but primarily our readers are going to be late 20s, early 30s women who live in the Tampa Bay area or have some type of tie here. So because of that and our readership base and how large our readership base is, we started getting invited to influencer events, um, which you know, which are awesome. They're they're really fun to do. But again, coming at everything from a marketing perspective, you know, I thought, hey, there are some missed opportunities that the the business hosting the event 
could have taken better advantage of. Um, because a lot of times they'll invite influencers out and just say, hey, come to this event and eat our food and just take pictures. And we're like, well, what do you want us to talk about? Like, what's the messaging you want us to get mm -hmm. across? And again, a lot of times businesses just don't quite understand some of the marketing strategy behind the tactics that they do. Um, so after going to a few of these events, you know, I, I learned that businesses just don't know what to do with influencers. Um, they just want us to come there and then we, you know, we don't always have the greatest direction. So I created Tampa Bay Influencers, which basically uh, matches local businesses with local online influencers and it's a great way to um, share your story about your business what makes it different what makes it unique um, and we help organize that the influencer event but something that's really kind of cool is with influencer events it's usually a one-night affair um, but after that you know in the land of social media like after a week or two things just don't exist anymore um, so because of that, um, we have what's called a brand ambassador part of our program, which allows you to work with influencers throughout the year on an ongoing basis. So you don't just have a one-time relationship with them. You actually do develop um, a long-term relationship so they can continue to you know, promote your business and to share um, what it is that you're doing. So that's been really fun and exciting. Yeah, you just came out to the Taste of South Tampa. You yeah, we got to, thanks to Cindy's reminder, um, we got to work with the South Tampa Chamber of Commerce yeah. and come out to the taste and and have some influencers come out which they had got a lot of last-minute traction I know um, they're having all I think we had we did some ticket giveaways and I think if you add up all the comments um, the comments alone not just the likes I think there were probably well you know close to like maybe six seven hundred comments um, about that and probably like well over two or three thousand likes at least um, wow. just the last few days leading up to the event so that was awesome that was a good good move and it was such a beautiful day out yeah. there yeah. some great what, are, vendors. what do you feel like the benefits are like teaming up with an influencer besides just like exposure so definitely the exposure but what people don't realize um, you know you can take when we were thinking about what to do with your advertising and your marketing dollars yes you can always go and put it into some type of ad right whether it be a Facebook ad mm -hmm. Instagram ad newspaper ad billboard whatever it may be but that's also going to kind of be like a cold audience, right? They may not be familiar with your business. When you work with an influencer, they already have a following. People already trust them and they already know to come to them for fashion advice, food advice, lifestyle advice, that type of thing. So if someone's saying, an influencer is saying like, hey, you should go check this out, they already have that following. So it's not gonna be a cold audience, it's a warm audience. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like getting a recommendation from someone versus just being an advertisement. So that's kind of the difference. Um, you know, it's versus if you were to walk up to someone on the street and say, hey, mm -hmm. where do you suggest I go to dinner? Or if you walk up to your best friend who's lived in Tampa for 10 years and he's like, hey, go here, mm -hmm. you're gonna trust them more. Um, so a lot of people trust and influencers mm -hmm. um, you know that that, that we're so like if space. like a new restaurant was opening and they want people to know about it they can team up with like a food blogger mm -hmm. who's an influencer yep. and say hey can you yep. come to my restaurant and, and post about it and then all their following will be like oh we gotta try the restaurant because exactly. she like the restaurant and you know social media is a lot of FOMO these days so if you see a whole bunch of people posting about something you're like that must be cool I have to go check it out everyone else is going I have to go there too yeah Osteria I, did it to me yeah, they did a great they did job a kick Ass job. They, how about the place we went to for your 10 year anniversary? Oh, the Mole, which is the same. You had to same. get your picture out. Yeah, and the, you know, the, all these places are doing like the cool spots for photo ops for, which for is social so, media. Like, so smart. And the cute little neon signs, and just like that one, there's that one place that heights of the bathtub. Yeah, that's, I was going to say. Um, um, What's the name of that place? Uh, Manor and Heights. Manor and Heights, yeah. Yes. I mean, they were like, they were the first place that you started seeing everyone posting a picture in the bathtub there. 
which was funny. And but it, they're all catching on. But it's so it's so memorable. Everyone yeah. everyone remembers that and knows that. So there's a lot of things now because the, again the way social media has changed and evolved that really affects the way that you that you market and you run your business. So influencers are a big big part of that. And now a big thing too um, are niche influencers. Mm. So a lot of people you know think about well how big's your following? How big's your following? Um, but if it's not relevant to your audience, it doesn't matter if their following's two million. If it's yeah. not relevant to your audience, you know you should. Yeah. And they're following it. you for sports, and I want you to be my influencer for weddings. Yeah, it's not going to make sense. The guys following you aren't going to care. So <laughs> finding those niche influencers, a lot of times the niche influencers, influencers who have usually maybe a much smaller following, like maybe 2,000, 5,000, even 10,000, they usually have um, a tighter um, relationship with their audiences um, because it is a little bit more intimate. So a lot of places now, instead of spending, you know, maybe $15,000 with a big influencer, may take that and spread that among several smaller niche influencers um, and still get the, the same, if not better results. Never even so. thought about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried, I mean, I follow a couple of different bloggers um, in Tampa and like Orlando area. And I've, I've tried that where I reached out when I saw they got engaged. Like, mm-hmm. I'd love to try to, you know, I'd plan your wedding, obviously, yeah. for just for the exposure. And mm-hmm. I've, I've got, we went back and forth, and I almost thought they were going to kind of go forward, and they didn't, but it would that was kind of like my thing. She has a huge following. It's all younger girls, you know, girls like 25 to mm-hmm. 35, so it's probably a good bride, us, you know, yeah. good bride, uh, bridal range or whatever, and she was getting married and posting a lot about her wedding, even though she's a fashion blogger. Yeah. So I knew people were following it and yeah. following her story and how, what, how she was going to plan her wedding. So that that would be like my dream is to team up with someone like that. So what you can do too is, you know, what people don't realize is, is really anyone's an influencer um, on social media. You know, if you post something to your social media and you get five of your friends to go just because you posted about it, I mean, you technically are an influencer. Yes. So, you, you, you're officially an influencer today. I've sold a couple of candles because of my uh, social media posts. Exactly. So, so, everyone's an influencer. So, what you can do, too, is what we recommend is we've started letting our readers and followers take over our Instagram account. So, mm-hmm. whenever they're going, let's say, dress shopping, they can, you know, record some videos, take some pictures, and then we post it to our Instagram account. Um, but you can do the same thing um, for your couples as well, for, you know, your, the brides you're planning um, your weddings, you know, whenever they're doing really cool stuff planning, have them take over your Instagram for a day. First of all, that's free content for you guys. You don't have to create anything. They've created it for you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be so excited to share, you know, like, hey, yes. look, you know, my, my wedding planner, they, they post all the stuff in my wedding planning business and other people are going to get to see it. So you mm-hmm. can actually take your current clients and make them into your own little mini influencers as well. Um, so that's kind of a really neat concept to, to utilize yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, we do that with some of our entertainment. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. the ones that we uh, we go live at mm-hmm. the airport. With yeah, this, you know, handful we'll of stories and you know, at a wedding, at a wedding and stuff. But I have. But like you said, if you utilize your current clients, you know that all those girls within that space, they're all getting married too. They're all, they kind of all, all get married about the same yeah. time. Once one, so once one gets married, yeah, they're all, they're all getting engaged around the same time. It's a domino yeah. effect. So right. that's a great a way to, like to see, you know, to have their friends um, mm-hmm. become familiar with your business besides just on the day of um, their friend's wedding. So, and you know, we always get excited when people repost us, no matter who it is. Yeah, um, right. So yeah. it's kind of it's always a, a cool thing when someone else reposts you or that type of thing, so. 
So what's in store for your future? What what plans do you have? Oh you have gosh. A, I feel like every time I enter, I get a new <laughs> business venture, or how are your business going to so, grow in the future? Yeah, so obviously Mary Me Tampa Bay is, you know, it's where my heart is. It's how I got started in all of this. Um, but I've been doing it for so long now, and I've worked with so many businesses that um, I can only do so much for them when it comes to the advertising and marketing side through Miami Tampa Bay. Um, you know, the, we can send them traffic, but if their website is a hot mess, if their social media um, is outdated, um, you know, that's gonna turn couples away. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we started a consulting side of our business to where we can actually come in and sit down and kind of be, I almost call it a marketing coach. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of businesses right now in the wedding space, they know they need to do marketing. Um, they just don't have time for it because they spend begin. so much time servicing their current clients, working on new sales, that marketing always gets kind of pushed to the end. So what we do is we meet with um, our clients, usually about twice a month, and we sit down and talk about the strategy, what they have going on, and then tactics of how their own team implement it. Yes, we can do that for them, but a lot of times we want to help them figure out how they can implement Learn it within their own team their own. Yeah. and be self-sufficient. We keep trying to teach us. Well, and it's so hard day. because at an event, sometimes I just don't have time. Yeah. yeah. Like I miss pictures or I didn't take pictures of things that I should have totally taken pictures of just because you're working but, yes. and you're like on, you're just on and yeah. you're pulled in so many different directions at the event. It's not like I'm doing nothing, pulling my thumbs and take pictures. Here and there. Right? We don't we just sit around and wait for things to happen. But, uh, but that's why the relationships with the photographers on yeah, the Yeah, definitely. Are super, um, didn't the guy send you before the end of the night several yeah, pictures? Yeah, he sent, yeah. You know, so that to give, and we love giving props back to anybody that's been a part of the wedding mm -hmm. um, or our entertainment to um, just, you know, professional pictures are priceless right <laughs> yeah what would you say is kind of like the biggest like no-no in social media right now I think one of the biggest no-nos I feel like right now and a lot of people are doing it is posting but not responding or engaging yeah. you know they're putting out their own stuff they're tooting their own horn but they're not going to other accounts to you know maybe other wedding vendors and saying hey that wedding you posted was gorgeous that's mm -hmm. a, you did a great job on those florals or you did yeah. a great job mm -hmm. with um, you know that catering um, they're just focused on promoting themselves promoting themselves um, and no one's going to really engage with you unless you engage with them. It's like mm -hmm. going to a networking event and you just going up to, to everyone and just saying hello, talking about yourself, and then leaving before they have the chance to tell you know exactly. about themselves. So it's the same thing with social media. A lot of people are posting because they think I need to post a picture every day or I need to do this, but they're missing the whole engagement part, which is the whole reason social media really exists out there. Yeah. Any new social media channels on the rise that you think we should be paying attention to? Um, I mean, honestly, Instagram right now, as you guys know, the heart is the hot one. But again, going back to Instagram stories, you know, a lot of people kind of use it now, but don't know exactly how to use it to where you can really convert um, your followers into potential leads mm -hmm. or clients. Um, and I'm working on putting some training together for that because we found some really great ways to, to get that engagement that you can't find as much on Facebook or through Instagram yeah. newsfeed. So, so um, and I think a big thing too is listening to podcasts um, because marketing is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's something that 
what you did a month ago, you don't do it now because Facebook and Instagram, of course, Facebook owns Instagram. They're constantly changing and reevaluating things. So I listened to a couple different podcasts. Um, one is called Amy Porterfield's, um, I can't remember the exact podcast, but online marketing, whatnot, but Amy Porterfield, she has a phenomenal one. Um, it's more marketing related, but it's still um, relevant to any entrepreneur, business owner, business professional. And then Social Media Examiner is another really great um, online marketing podcast that even if you don't implement everything on there, it still kind of gets your wheels turning and make sure that you're not thinking about social media as it was a year ago. You're actually approaching it of how it should be utilized today. Yeah, so yeah. I listen to those on a regular basis. That's kind of how I stay up to date. Um, and then having, you know, masterminds with other people in the industry. Are you in a um, mastermind group? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work with um, some other wedding marketing consultants and other wedding editors and we talk on a regular basis because again, when, when your business is to market, you really have to be innovative and stay ahead of the curve and be stay prepared yeah. with what's coming next. Yeah. With the Instagram, I know you do a bunch with the Instagram story. What do you think about the like the IGTV that they kind of come up with? You know, I, when IGTV first came on, I was really excited about it. But honestly, I don't. And I'm a big video person. Yeah. I used to create a ton of video content. Um, I don't know. I need to ask my readers to see how much they use it. The thing is with IGTV is our attention spans are so short. I don't know if people are really going over to it. I mean, I'm sure they are for, for certain things. Yeah, but, uh, and I, I just saw, it was, I don't know if it was a new feature on it, but like when you're scrolling through your feed and it's a, you have a video, you can play your first, what, 50 seconds mm -hmm. of the video, and then it takes you to IGTV, yeah. so you can have like a four-minute video on yep. there explaining something, so just wanted to get Yeah, and that. I did see actually where, like you said, with the story, you know, with the stories can be 15 seconds, um, but I saw too where you can add a swipe up feature if you do have a video that's an mm -hmm. IGTV, so you can go and watch no, it. No, I always want to add that swipe up, and I'm like, I always joke when I send like my friends stuff, I'm like, swipe up, but you can't. Exactly. Yeah, so you can't. You're like, I can't do it, I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> that world sent my girl for like a video like hey I just bought this on Amazon like you should get this and she's like where do I swipe up girl where do I swipe up <laughs> I'm like I wish yeah we'll but, have to start using the swipe up yeah it's always an inside joke now <laughs> so the swipe up feature you have to have 10,000 followers on Instagram yeah. to be able to, to Post, implement that yeah, into your and, account but believe it or not very few people I, I've talked to people who have it and very few people very few readers or followers actually use it because yeah. Instagram has been designed to keep us on Instagram they don't want us leaving their channel and going anywhere else so I bought a lot so, of things from swiping up just yeah. so you know I, a lot of <laughs> things I, I've given a bloggers a lot of commission because okay so we need to start a separate Instagram account of all the stuff we bought off Instagram because I'm the same way I save it I don't swipe up I'll save it and then like one day when I want to do online shopping I go back and pull up all the things that I've saved and i Get, oh, I have a I have a laundry list of what you can't, what you should buy, and what have been the yes. fails, the swipe up fails. Yeah, we like, need to compare it's notes. So bad, honestly, I saw someone actually. Saw, and it's it wasn't they didn't have that Sorry much, first. but they had. This is totally off topic. I know we're going like way off topic, yeah. but they had. I was Not like, really. The thing, their favorite like purchase, like online purchases, like whether it was Amazon or from following bloggers and with that, and there was like just pictures and reviews on Instagram about the different things that they mm -hmm. purchased, which are the popular, like, swipe up, buy yeah. now kind of stuff. And it was very interesting, and then I swiped up and bought something else. And so tell me what's did. been your favorite purchase and your fail purchase. Um, my favorite purchase is the face steamer. So it's like, 
Um, it was like $30 and it was blogger saying, saying that it like changed her skin and it definitely helped with like her product and, and it's like, it was $30 on Amazon. You, you fill it up with water, you turn it on and like within like 25 seconds, it's like full steam, like you're having a facial. So every time after I get out of the shower and wash my face, I put that on before I put my product on and I, oh, nice. and it has definitely helped. Help my skin. Yeah, nice. Exactly. My dad even noticed. Like, oh, your skin looks longer. Your dad used it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he noticed. Like, he's like, your skin looks better. I'm like, it's the space team I bought online from this blogger, and I swiped up. And then, the and then Michelle was like, I want one. Right. <laughs> exactly. But so that was definitely my favorite purchase. My fail. I think those things with the, those um, chargers. Oh yeah, we bought, yeah, we bought that was a swipe bus. It was some sort of like wireless. Like you know, put your phone on it, charges your phone, and never works. Yeah, yeah. never works right. The, uh, the Phony earpods, AirPods. Uh, yeah, they're like twenty dollars. You know what? I, I saved it. I saw an ad for some some similar things. So I'll have, have to see. I have to see if they're ones where I don't buy them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by far, that face steamer has been my favorite thing I've bought. So and now I guess that it's everybody. Guys, have you seen this? Swipe up. You need to send it to me because <laughs> I, I definitely swiped up on that. Like thirty bucks and it's free shipping. You know, yeah. Yeah. the first one was that lip something with the lips to make your lips fuller. Yeah, and it was. Horrible. <laughs> I mean, it did nothing, like nothing. And I, I tried to send it back. I tried to comment and threw it away. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm one of those that totally get sucked into that Instagram mm -hmm. black hole. Yeah. Sure. Michael, what yeah. have you been purchasing off Instagram at I, 2 o'clock in the morning? No, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I love these, everybody. Yeah, I, bought, I bought some water bottles for the girls, some 64-ounce water bottles. Um, those, speakers. Yep, speakers. Um, it's very practical. You know, I'm not I'm not a big, uh, compared to the ladies here who, I guess, as Bella calls it, wine and primes. Not really too much. So. Yeah, poor Michael, he's here with all these women. <laughs> I guess it's not a bad gig, huh? Yeah, freezing testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> to, um, just to like, kind of get back on topic, I mean, obviously we talked a lot about your social media and your businesses and your ventures, but like personally, what are what are some of your personal kind of goals or what you got any fun trips or anything planned in the, yeah, in the future? So um, personal goals for me, I think as an entrepreneur, you always look for that, that work-life balance, mm -hmm. um, no matter where you are in your business, starting out or 30 years in. Um, that's a struggle that you always have. But over the past couple of years, I've really kind of made working out to be a priority in my life. It's not something that, I'll, that I'll get to. It's something that, um, that that I make it a priority just about every single day to do. And it's not just good for your body, but it is great for your mind. Or sometimes if I'm sitting at my desk for too long and I'm just like over Funk. everything, yeah. I'm like, let me just go walk for 15, 20 minutes and just move my body and kind of clear my mind and come back and you just feel totally refreshed. Mm -hmm. So I'm a huge, huge proponent um, of, of fitness and doing that, and then travel as well. Um, I really think, traveling. yeah, I, I, you know, I'm very lucky that having an online business, I am able to, to travel and to, to work from anywhere. So, um, so yeah, so I always try to plan a big trip um, at least every other month. Um, it usually ends up being just about every month. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You just be going somewhere for the weekend. But yeah. um, I always tell people that, you know, you will never say, man, I really regret going to D.C. for the weekend. Or I really <laughs> regret going to Nashville, right. you know, whatever it may be. Or I really regret spending that money going to Europe. 
You never regret money when it comes to travel. Um, you'll forget about the purse that you bought, or you'll forget about, unless it's Louis Vuitton. You'll forget, about, <laughs> you'll forget about the shoes or you know whatever it may be. But I really feel like travel and experiences is something that really um, you know you won't forget about. Not to mention, it just teaches you so much about the world and other people. You can yeah. draw so much inspiration mm -hmm. off of what other cultures do, what other people do. So do you have traveling buddies, or do you can you um, go by yourself? So luckily, I kind of have friends spread out um, all over That's the place. Um, I'm doing a girls trip to Europe um, the end of May but last year I did my first solo travel I, I've traveled by myself for business obviously um, I did my first solo travel where I went internationally by myself um, and it is the coolest thing you would think you would get bored and lonely but it forces you when you're out at restaurants to talk to people if you're sitting at the bar or talk to the person next to you or to do tours or whatever it may be um, so I highly recommend solo travel um, this past Christmas I went you know, Christmas in Florida just isn't the same as it is other places. Um, so I decided to go to London to look at Christmas lights. So I went there for a week and just went by myself, and it was great. I woke up in the morning, took some photos, went to lunch, went back to my room and took a nap, and then went back out in the evening. And it was just Sounds like a dream. Yeah, it was, it was great because well, I'm you, hiring. you didn't. I've you don't been. have to answer to anyone. You can kind of do your own thing. Um, and it's I really recommend solo travel. Just just do something. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that you'll find that you well, you my, enjoy my it more than you would ever. Going back and forth from the beach, <laughs> the travel every day. The Courtney Campbell travel, solo any, travel. Any bucket list travel places that you you would like to go to? Um, I really so I'm I was born in Korea. I'm mean, I have not been back since I was born. So I really would like to learn more about uh, my country and spend more time in Asia. I went to Tokyo a couple years ago, and that was an amazing I like trip. To do Asia. How old were you yeah. when you came to the states? Um, I was two, oh. so I moved from Korea to Alabama. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but luckily I was too young. The Korea of the West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> luckily I was too young to experience the shock, um, you know, that I went through. Um, yeah, the, the culture change. You didn't know Alabama was the Korea of the, <laughs> the Western. Now I know. Yes, Western world. It's the secret. That's, that's their new travel slogan, right? actually. <laughs> <laughs> the Asia of the South. Asia Alabama. <laughs> That's funny. Where are your parents in this area now? Are um, so my father's um, back in Kentucky. That's where he was born and raised. I was adopted. So, um, like I said, I am Southern through and through. Kentucky girl. Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky girl. Love it. Yeah. Well, we've been. This has been wonderful. I know you've got another um, obligation to go to because you are that influencer of the Tampa Bay <laughs> area. We really, really appreciate you fitting in. You were uh, well deserved to be on our pick of 4040. Aww, and you. just to let you know, we had nothing to do with it. I would have picked you. But <laughs> I was. Uh, it was really done professionally. We hired a team to take care of that and to have outsiders um, nominate different people. So we're coming up with our magazine again, and maybe you'll uh, assist us with. Uh, we'll help Mary meet Tampa Bay, and then assist us. We're yeah. gonna have another party to. We're, we're coming up with a theme right now. And, yeah, we and released it uh, last week. We actually chatted about it. It's called uh, the new Tampa Bay, kind of discussing uh, all the new uh, changes. 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 That's awesome. You know, the, everything going on with Spartan Wharf and that whole Channel Side area. Yes, it's going to be. Was it not Channel Side? It'll be um, more uh, Sparkman Wharf. Water Street. Water, Water Street. Street. So everything. Yeah. The new hotels will be coming in. How it's going to change. You know. 
the, the growth of the convention center and everything downtown and, and Midtown coming up. And, and the marina. The marina. Yeah. So there's just a so lot much. of stuff just in the Tampa Bay area and the, the growth. So, you know, we were like, why not feature magazine of that's everything a, that's yeah, coming? Yeah, that's such a smart thing because Tampa is really on that cusp of becoming wow. such the amazing city. It already is, but really utilizing the potential that it has. Mm -hmm. um, Tampa is just so awesome, and I think that it's so great that what I love about Tampa Bay specifically is that if you're an entrepreneur, you can still come here, start your business, and, and have great success, and it's a very welcoming community for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was in Atlanta recently, and Atlanta just feels so big and so impersonal well, sometimes. Right. No, yeah. I lived up there for six years. Yeah, so compared to Tampa, I feel like if you're a business owner right now, or if you're thinking about starting a business, now is the perfect time, because it really is about to kind of really you know, blow up in its own right and to, um, you know, get your business established right before that happens, I think, um, can be great. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much going on and it, 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 I've been here from, for quite a long time and just see the South Tampa area has exploded. I mean, it's, we need some transportation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest, right. You know, the Tampa Bay or the St. Pete Times did an article and they interviewed all these people in Tampa and it was, it was all, um, they said like 80% transplants of the people that responded to the article and it's asking them what brought them here, what age were they when they came here, and all the ages were like between the ages of like 22 and 35. They came here, it was like 60% came here for a job transfer and then decided whether or not this job works out, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, um, but their the biggest complaint from all of those was 98% was the traffic yeah. and the lack of, of other transportation modes. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. I, I just did that article like yesterday. Yeah. He does have a transportation. But we system. have a it's fabulous so. airport. <laughs> we, we have the best airport ever. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, again, we'd like to thank you. Do you got any final questions? Or no, I just appreciate your time, and I know sure. your time is very valuable. So we we really do appreciate yeah. it. And we look forward to continuing to grow our business within Maryland, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, this, and, was, um, this was so much fun. Learned a lot. I mean, thanks for coming in. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just well, hopefully maybe we'll have to uh, do it again with you, you know? That would be perfect. perfect. On, your next, uh, on your next venture. On your next venture. <laughs> well, if you guys do have any questions, you can follow me at Miramie Tampa Bay on Instagram, at Life of a Wedding Blogger is my personal account. If you do have any questions about Instagram, Instagram stories, um, reach out. I'm happy to assist. So. Awesome. Thanks, Anna. Awesome. That's Thank what we always say. Have, have a breezing day. <laughs>